TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you, and I tell you what, the great man is back from overseas. I speak of the Greek god of wellness, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, brother. <laughs> Kelly Spera. Piercy. Oh, Calispera, Yasas, Calamera, Calispera, Efaristo, Paracalo. Paracalo. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're all the Greek words that we know. And it basically says, good morning, good afternoon. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's what that says. So (laughs) that's what we've got for you coming straight to you from Greece, essentially. And we can now say that this episode proudly brought to you by the 2023 100 Not Out Longevity Experience to Ikaria coming to you June 12 to 21 on the island where people forget to die. Can't quite believe I'm saying that we're going back, but we are. Unbelievable. Cannot wait. Applications, if they're not open, go to 100notout.com, enter your details, and you may be coming with us in 2023. Oh, can't believe we're saying that, Damo. Oh, well, now you've just put uh, a bit of pressure on yourself to be certain <laughs> that this is all happening because last <laughs> week, in other words, last episode, we said that it wasn't up yet. So, uh, and is it really 491? Weren't we just saying before that the next one will be 490? Oh, don't don't confuse me. It's Friday as we record this. I'm not. Don't now just, I'm confused. Anyway, I leave that to so me when confused. I submit the episodes. <laughs> I am Kim Hughes. I've got to tell you. Um, Pete Leonard says Dr. Norman Swan has a new book out on longevity. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder what he's found out. I wonder if he's been listening to us and worked out the oh. secrets to longevity, mastering the art of aging well. That's what 100 Not Out is all about. Yeah. And um, I don't reckon Norman Swan's got it. I'm I'm, I'm I'm jaded at the at the very thought of that. To be frank, but anyway, that's a conversation for another day. Um, he maybe one. Of, he won't be one of the people that typify the tenets. Longevity. Uh, you know, it'd be a very, it'd be a very good challenge, actually, Damo, for our, for our. I almost want to say egos to actually do that interview because there's a few people out okay. there sprouting, sprouting, spruiking longevity messages that we would say are completely setting people up. Uh, I'm not saying I haven't read Norman Swan's book, so I'm not saying this about Norman well, Swan's Pete book. Reckons, but there are Pete people. Reckons he's saying what we've been saying for years. Oh, maybe, there you go. Maybe he's actually a good guy. That's good. Because it's only people who agree with us that we think are good guys, Pete, as you know. <laughs> if you don't agree with us, you're not a good person. <laughs> That's not true. But it's very hard to disagree with us, welcome. isn't it, Domo? We, we welcome people to have their own opinion. That's important. Um, well, you know we what? Like you could have a Fight Club Friday episode where you brought someone on that was completely opposite to your way of thinking and have – not a Fight Club Friday, but, you know, a fun, fun – what do you call it? Uh, you know, some type of show that is with a person that is completely different, like in many respects, has lots of opposite views. They are great conversations, those ones. Maybe it's called opposing views. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Anyway, we'll have the a look at Norman Swan's podcast. book. The Opposing Views Podcast. Mm-hmm. With Kim wow. Hughes. With Kim Hughes. Mm-hmm. 
because opposing views can confuse. <laughs> anyway, all right. So we actually do have a serious topic to discuss today. Okay. Um, and okay. this is almost like in hindsight because, Damo, you were preparing to give a presentation um, where you actually ended up losing your voice and couldn't give the presentation, but you were preparing to give a presentation. Yeah. Do you want to give people some context around this and then we'll have the chat? Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, as as we become a fraction more learned in the field of longevity and understanding um, what helps people age well, age gracefully, successfully, or master the art of aging well, um, you reflect on it and you reflect on what are those tenets for aging well and essentially comes down to a number of um, things. And, of course, you've heard us talk about culture um, and there's been a book written about it called Culture is Everything. Um, but if you also think about um, the ideas that we've kind of come up with with regards to movement, purpose and engagement, which far more important than the food you eat and all that sort of stuff. I mean, obviously we talk about eating food to reduce the risks of type 2 diabetes, heart disease and cancer. So you want to try and avoid um, your chronic diseases so we're saying that but there are people who typify longevity and i wanted to talk about the culture of longevity you know what does that mean so in any organization or in any association or in any profession the longevity of it the longevity of that particular organizational profession is driven by a culture and I wanted to, you know, drill down to what we feel are those things that would typify that culture um, to enable people to live a long time or for an organisation to last a long time. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, I think in the in the context of, of our podcast, when I heard you mention this, I was like, okay, so if we were to really drill down, who are the best of the best? Who are the the um, who's who's the mastermind or the who's on the podium of 100 not out guests because they've typified who's in the commonwealth games team of 100 not out guests that typify what we are talking about what we feel and i'm starting to write down some names um and 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 i'm happy to share why i think that and i don't want to have a I don't want to make it a versus like this person versus that person because what I've recognised no, is all included in the team. This is these are this is the this is the team we're taking to the com games. Yeah, this and yes, and 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 the bias of it to the closing ceremony. To, <laughs> I think the bias with this is is that there are some guests that we that we know more about their lives and we may know them personally, and then there are other guests that we only know them for you know one, two, three four areas of their life but but not all mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so so the ones that i immediately wrote down mm-hmm. um and what the first one i wrote down was eddie jq and yeah. uh the reasons why is um in no particular order a big family man um yeah. moved regularly important you know we talk yeah. about this you know why do you walk so fast eddie because when you're my age you don't know how much longer you have left i'm like what a great attitude to have at any age. Totally. Um, uh, That's why I don't understand why people walk so slow. <laughs> like the other day I was on the pavement and I was so frustrated because these people were walking in front of us purposeless. Like they literally had no purpose. Like what the heck are you doing walking so slow? Anyway, so I love Eddie Jacko there for walking fast. But like, don't you think though the only like – 
in defense of those poor purposeless individuals that were in the way, maybe they were on a holiday. Maybe they were like, because then I think of like when you go on a holiday and you're just so chill and you're having a mosey, like I love a mosey, you know, but. Well, I get it, but not (laughs) two or three people wide in a two or three people pavement. Checking their phones like and walking, wandering crookedly all over the place. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anyway, Eddie Jackie would have done that. That's yeah. why he lived to a long time. Um, he was working up until his death, like he was working in the Jewish Museum, running tours, not because he needed the money. He donated all of his money back to the uh, museum anyway, but it wasn't mm-hmm. – um, he was all, he woke up with a purpose each day, um, mm-hmm. had a great social life, lots of friends and all the rest of it. Um, don't know too much about his diet, um, you know, but – you know, know that he was smart with his money. So I think of, I think of like what are the true tenets of longevity, and I think of, you know, the areas of life that we all have in common. And I think, you know, and obviously like the whole umbrella of that is is forgiveness. He he seemed not that he was like he was quite strong in that he, what's the word? Um, I don't know how he described it. He didn't forgive Hitler, but he he couldn't hate. Hitler because hating Hitler would only impact Eddie. Yeah, Yeah. it would only impact him and then he recognized that he was a a, a really average husband and he couldn't be a happy dad if he would hold on to this hate. So, and and if you apply that, like you said, into a, a company workplace where you talk about acceptance and diversity and understanding and forgiveness and all of the rest of it, um, I feel like, I feel like he was right up there. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying he's our captain? That's a good. I think he's the flag bearer. Yeah. He's this the is, flag bearer. Yeah. yeah. I'm using Commonwealth Games now. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Flag bearer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 I love that. Uh, yeah. Oh, far out. Just um, gave myself a donation. Um, so. What did you give yourself a donation of? Oh, two bucks just fell out of my pocket. All oh, right. Uh, I didn't even have two dollars in my pocket. So. Um, I would say, okay, so if we're to talk about more names, um, I would say Sister Madonna Buddha mm. because she gave of her whole life to the community. Mm-hmm. So, um, and obviously as a nun, she continued to be um, giving in her mindset, in her uh, in her life, generous um in every single sense, you know, probably to a fault, you know. Um, but then at, at one point decided that she's going to go and, you know, do an Ironman. And so she went and trained. So from a movement perspective, she had that grit, determination, um, so ultimate levels of movement. Um, and then she also, you know, had that generosity of spirit, purpose-driven and maintained engagement. Um, so in terms of the three tenets or tenets of longevity – um, we would go movement, engagement, and purpose. Um, she typifies all of that. So, I, you know, I would say Sister Madonna Buddha. Yeah, absolutely. And and then I think, uh, do you remember in some of the interviews she would talk about when she would fall over and like uh, break a bone and it would be like not long before a triathlon and she'd be like, um, you know, God, why have you, you know, she'd like, she would have my pity party and be like, God, why have you done this now? And he'd be like, you know, all in God's timing. So she really had that, that like that broad brush understanding that just because stuff happened didn't mean it was bad, even though on the surface it might 
look bad or feel bad, but given her faith, she would give herself that perspective of, well, there must be some blessings in disguise here and, you know, maybe I was meant to miss that race or I needed the rest yep. or whatever it was. Um, and I think a lot of us don't – we live in such a, you know, um, what's the word? Like not duopoly, like, you know, you've got right and wrong and good and bad. And I think yep. Sister Madonna Ola. Buddha was really good of, of the nuanced – perspective thoughts because of, I think I yep. think a faith is really good for that as well. It gives you a bit of like, it's not always good and it's not always bad. There's a lot in between type thing. Um, yeah. So I think I think she's a really, really good one for that. Just want to go off of the personals for a minute and or the individuals and just ask you about um, um, this point that the 100 not outers that we interviewed, like they never plan – Mm-hmm. to live to 100. So I think this is a really big part of this whole best of the That's best true. is it's not about winning the gold medal. It's not about an end point getting to the Queen's letter or reaching triple figures or raising the bat. It's not about uh, an end result. It's actually having a presence of mind that is about winning the day. Or, you know, and if you're winning the day well, then it's winning the week. And if you're winning the week well, it's winning the month and, you know, the quarter in the year and, and, and as you as that muscle develops but you ask a lot of the guests it's like did you ever plan to live to 100 they're like i never really thought about it that wasn't how i lived my life so i think that's something that we need to kind of bring up in this conversation i agree with you you want to consider that a lot of us are chasing longevity um or there's an intention around longevity and that might set a lot of people up for disappointment um because longevity might not be what you're going to get um, but well, I think that if you do things that we would think would be appropriate for longevity, that is eating a healthy diet, moving, mindfulness, engagement, purpose, all, all of those things, everything that's in Marcus's unbelievable book, Exceptional Life, um, you know, if you haven't got a copy, head to marcuspierce.com.au <laughs> and buy a copy. It's unbelievable. Um, and then, but all of those things, like all of those foundational principles and pillars, for longevity, if you followed them, you would because we're talking now. This is almost scientific. Like this is almost scientific because we've spoken to enough older people who have successfully and mastered the art of aging well. We've spoken to enough of them to have science to this that we could actually say, well, this is what they all did, and um, and we can pick out what it is that worked. So if you did those things, which are in the book. At marcuspeace.com.au, you will you'll be able to uh, you'll work it out. You'll work it out, and you'll do better. We know that. Now, Damo, I know next year uh, you have a very special birthday coming up. That's correct, isn't it? Isn't it, is it next year? I've, I've got okay. I've got friends that are all in a similar phase. You're 50 next year. Yep. Charlie Arnott, uh, been a guest on this podcast. He's 50 this year. Uh, another friend of mine, Jason Witten, is 50 next year, I think, as well. And here's the reason why I say this is because, and I haven't told you this, um, and I know it sounds morbid, but I've had to really think about it because I know you've had over the last few years a few people in the same phase of life as you pass away. And uh, Sarah and I had a dear friend in Ireland, uh, Charlie, uh, Gallagher died 51 from a brain uh, tumor uh, just a week or two ago, and it was wow. so sad and it was so heart wrenching. Uh, obviously, leaves his beautiful wife Anna and three children behind, and you can't f- help but feel some injustice um, at it. 
But the more I think about it and the more I've thought about it and pondered it and considered it, Charlie lived a 102 – he lived 102 years in 51 years, if that makes sense. He had a great sense of purpose. He was a a policeman um, and he was one of the best policemen um, in his community and he he loved it. He played Gaelic football in the the – Gaelic football in the Masters team for Donegal. Like he's renowned in in all of Ireland for being one of those like Tommy Hafey type people in Ireland that was just – you couldn't knock him down. He could play Gaelic football. Is he the Irish? guy that gave you that little shout out for your birthday for your 40th birthday yes 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 charlie's reading my book in donegal and uh doing the shout out yes of course you've seen the video wow yes it's now that you know who i'm talking about you can yeah consider how confronting it is so charlie played gaelic football um you know, pretty much up until his his um you know last six months before his six months before he passed, um had a great social life was an embedded part of the Donegal uh, community, um you know ate extremely well was a massive fan of chiropractic was so had such a great understanding of the body and everyone was always like, Charlie, how can you still be so fit and healthy? And he's like, well, chiropractic is a massive reason why I'm still so fit and strong. Um, great family man, um, enthusiastic in his life, you know, smart with his money, smart in his spirit and died at 51. And you can't try and put all the pieces together of, but why was it this? Was it that? Was it this? Was it that? You know, I I think that's a fruitless exercise, particularly when someone's passed away. And I do think for me, it just reminds me, we talk about like, what is the core foundation of longevity? Well, it really is to live your life fully right now, no matter how old you are or how young you are like because you can be 25 and die unexpectedly you can be 33 and die unexpectedly you can be 51 and die unexpectedly and i think like you said chasing longevity which is why we kind of get so jaded when we see people having 45 different supplements so that they're going to age gracefully like chasing longevity in that way like really because you could get hit by a bus or have some random tumor that no one can explain or whatever, and to think that you can like not proven. Oh, That's, you wouldn't even know. You know. So, and Charlie had but, twenty you know, weeks, twenty weeks of illness, and I'm like, you know, I could cop that if I live fifty-one years, twenty weeks. Like, you know, I know it's not three days, but twenty weeks. Like, yeah. And he had three thousand people go to his funeral. So you want to live a great life? That's three thousand people. In a country, that's impact in a factor. regional, that's yeah. impact factor. So that that could be another podcast because we could talk about impact factor. What's your impact factor going to be? No doubt about it. But if we consider that, if there's no surprises, if you avoid chronic disease and there's no shock death, you don't get hit by a car, you don't blow a, a valve in your brain, you don't have a you know crazy heart attack because something went wrong like if you avoid all of the chronic diseases what we're saying here is that the people who typify longevity and have done it well and have lived well into their very senior years these are the things that they did and these are the people so i'm not taking anything away from charlie he made it to 51 by some misfortune he was taken what we would perceive as too early his impact factor was high great three thousand people at the funeral off the planet unbelievable right but i reckon at 95 or 105 i don't know if i'm going to know 3000 people i hope that my impact factor has still been great but i like me i still want to get there and 
barring any shock thing that's caused by whatever, these are the 100%. people that can fight. So I want to yeah. say Tommy Hafey as well. Like, I'm going to say Tommy Hafey, he's up there. He'd be one of those people from an exercise perspective, continually, you know, giving. I think that's a great thing. So, you know, I want to, I want that to be considered too. So Tommy Hafey, you know, he didn't eat well, really. He didn't eat poorly. Ice cream every day. Ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. He exercised truckloads, truckloads. <laughs> um, and he was probably taken before his time because his body wasn't ready to die. It's just that he grew this massive tumor in his head. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was, I would say, unlucky. Why did that happen? There's a few um, few people that, again, I'm looking at people that we've interviewed. Some of them we call, you know, just you walk past them in the street and you don't know them. Thelma Zimmerman, she was a 97-year-old war widow. I haven't followed up with Thelma, but she was a 97-year-old war widow when we interviewed yeah. her over in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, and yeah. she was, you know, working with the, at the canteen and she'd been a widow for, oh, how many years? Like decades. Um, but it kind of defied that whole family comes first. She, sometimes your family passes away. You bury children, you bury a spouse, um, heart wrenching, heartbreaking. Uh, but yeah. I do have an incredible amount of just awe, uh, for the people that can still, live a great life despite all of that heartache. Um, we've Me interviewed too. quite a few people here that have buried children and buried partners, and, I mean, you, you just shudder at the idea of it. Um, mm. But I think there's a there's there's something in that, like, um, grieving, an empowered grieving, um, not the mm. ones where it's like the person died and they were never the same. It's like the person died. Yes, they might have been never the same, but the version of them that they've been since that – that tragic death has is just an inspiration. Um, hard, to, mm. hard, hard for me to put into words because, touch wood, I haven't had that experience. But there is something quite special about those those types of people. Yeah, I agree with you. I think another thing to you know consider when we talk about family, um, there's a family that you're given, and there's a family that you curate, mm. and you curate your family. By, by surrounding yourself with those people. You know, people come and go. They come into your family. They leave your family. But if you bring great people into your family, the people around you, then you, you could sub out some of the ones that you were given through genetics if you don't like them or you don't want them. Mm. So, you know, there's you will fill those spaces. John D. Martini says you will fill the spaces or the gaps that are created um, in your life with the people that you need at the time. And uh, and so that's you'll curate your own family. So I think if you give to that curation and those people, then you, you tick that box from a family perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we could talk a lot here. Um, this is has potential, and there's a few, like you said, there's a few topics we've raised in here that that can um, determine a whole another episode. Dame, I've got to give some honourable mentions. Uh, Ada Murkies, yes, uh, Selena Biniaz. Charles Eugster, fastest man yes. over 100 metres, 95 and older. Um, mm-hmm. Heather Lee. Um, yeah. uh, Jan Smith climbed Everest on her 68th yeah. birthday. I mean, hello. Yeah, Jan's going. Um, touch I, base with Jan for a couple of years. Yeah, have to touch base with Jan. Um, do have to say a lot of our beautiful, um, our Ikarian family, led by Thea Padikos and Ilya and a number of the people yeah. that we connect with over there, um, Mm-hmm. And uh, Lavinia Petrie, 
Um, and oh, Trevor Hendy. Trevor Hendy's another one. I just think he is yeah. just um, again. He he shared with us in in the double episode we did with Trevor. Um, just he mm. he went through some pretty rough experiences, and and still to come out of that and still live a great life. That's again, I think, is that resilience factor, like you called that impact factor. It's a great term. Um, really good. So I'll won't put links to all of them in the show notes, but we will link to some of them. And if you just go and Google or Spotify or iTunes or however you like to consume these one hundred not out podcasts, just Search for 100 Not Out and then any of those guests and um, and uh, you'll be able to listen back. Pete Lennon wants to nominate himself. Uh, he reckons he's the oldest father to an eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Mick Jagger, man. <laughs> oh, that's so good. So good. All right, to everyone that has uh, watched or listened to this episode of 100 Not Out, thank you for your support. Again, we are so excited. We are going back to Ikaria, June 12 to 21, 2023. Sad, exciting, amazing, weird, bizarre to say that it will be four years since we will have been back there by the time we go back in 2023. Mm. So that is bizarre in itself. But, yes, we are yeah. getting uh, – if you are, you know that you are interested, um, applications may be open now, but at the time of this recording, it's expression of interest only at 100notout.com, 100notout.com. Mm. If you uh, listen or watch this and you go to that link, applications may be open. just depends on how much we can get done in a day. Um, thanks to everyone who listens to this podcast. You, Damo, thanks for your support as always. Thank you, PC. Well done. Good topic researching and uh, let's keep this up. We've got a few more to go. Um, I'd love people to send through their ideas for our 500th episode. Oh. Yeah, you've been holding on to that Your one. Ideas. That's a great suggestion Marcus by you. at marcuspierce.com.au. <laughs> Email us and we will. We'll, we will store up ideas for our 500th. Oh, yeah, I've got a few ideas. All right, I love that, love that. Um, you can go to damienchristoph.com for more on Damien, myself, marcuspierce.com.au, and until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.